0: March 19th, 1649, the House of Commons of England passes an act abolishing the House of Lords, declaring it useless and dangerous to the people of England. Hundreds of years later, a similar vote with the same wording will drive James Corden to the U.S.
1: Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And joining us once again from the windy city, Chicago, sweet home, Blues Brothers town, Hot Dogville, Byron Graham. Everyone, hey everybody, how's it going?
2: I literally ate a Maxwell Street Polish earlier. I'm also.
0: <laughs> Is, I also am in Chicago. I had Lou oh, El ch- deep dish pizza today. <laughs>
1: hey, we're living it. You up. both live there yes. and are tourists there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're, uh, we're drinking big glasses of Malort.
2: <laughs> You're did, dying the river the green. green. I did go see that for the first time.
1: The dying of the river. Honestly, it's too green. Too green. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
2: ghoulish green. <laughs> it's really like it looks like uh, ooze
1: from an Ninja Turtles movie. I was going like, to say like, like it got a secret green. answer wrong on you can't yeah. do that on television. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: It could be that. Nickelodeon era slide. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, and full of trash, the Chicago River was.
1: was uh,
0: well, that's normal. That's not a bit a, of a letdown. That's not a St. Patrick's Day
2: tradition. That's just. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's just all the time. Yeah. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. It's just uh, like more Bennigan's receipts, I guess. Or I'd, I don't know what Irish people do in Chicago. It's a whole different world. Yeah, they go there, to right. Bennigan's.
0: You got it. Yep, in they one. go to Bennigan's. <laughs> <Sounds> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get, of course, some Irish French onion soup. There are zero Irish pubs in Chicago.
0: <laughs> for, for to go to yeah,
1: we yep, forgot to put them in. <laughs> forgot to put them in. <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners, if you're new to the show uh, Each week we take a topic from history And uh, not each week, it's bi-weekly And we fucked up the last couple of times So we <laughs> we haven't been around for a while Whatever, each episode we take a topic from history One person presents the official Englishman-sanctioned ver- <laughs> version of events And another person presents the Irish, uh, fanciful, oh, okay. <laughs> a little bit... Uh, a little bit twisted version of events, um and the winner gets to become the truth going forward of this beautiful baby blue struggling to make it marble, we call,
0: <laughs> yeah uh, and I was supposed to do that so
1: <laughs> oh, fuck me, see. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you want to do a take on that, please. No,
0: that's fine. I think we got it.
2: Uh, but uh, just to be clear, listeners, it would be Brian enough rope to hang himself.
0: I ain't doing I ain't doing none of the hard shit this week. I'm supposed to do the part that Brian just did.
1: But he went ahead and took care
0: of it. Um, and I think we got it in one. Um but yeah, we're in the middle of our series on con artists. Uh, I believe our most recent episode was about Mister Lustig with uh, of course, Jordan doll uh, mm-hmm. excellent guest uh, providing the alternate history for one of the most established con artists of all time.
2: I listened to that good con content.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. It's a good one. Um, uh, uh what are the results, Brad? Do we have the results of Mister Lustig back?
1: Yes. Uh, the alternate history one out of that one. Um, which I'm trying to remember the details of it again. Listeners apologize. It was about a month ago at this point. And he was a vampire. Thinks mm-hmm. a bit. He was, he was a money yes. vampire. That's right. Uh, yes, that's
2: right. He
0: ate yeah. money to sustain himself. He needed Abraham Lincoln was involved in his schemes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he was mm-hmm. buried in a crate of pennies.
1: Yes, there we go. Right. Thank you. Um, and thank you again to Jordan doll for that. And of course, all the listeners out there in listener land, casting your votes and uh, rocking the boats. I don't know what the sherp. Let's keep going. Um, But yeah, as Zach said, we're continuing our series on con con artists. Our most
0: lighthearted series of all time. I would uh, venture Uh, to say.
1: Definitely. uh, I didn't
0: do the research this time. So maybe this guy's like a genocidal con artist. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, this is one of the least murdery subjects I've had. Yeah. Great. It's, You've done I mean, like the last one was a, a World War One spy and then yep. Vlad the Impaler. So no. zero impalers. You yeah, also
1: understand. did like a family a family being murdered for like a Halloween episode. Yeah. yeah. No, the Bloody Benders. <laughs> the Bloody Benders. Oh,
2: That's right. They're a fun one. All There's three of fun. us, apparently.
1: Yeah, I was just reading about like the Hinterkaifeck murders last night because why not? I have a whole child to take care of, but why not read about unsolved German murders? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be discussing. And I apologize in advance for the amount of times Byron and I will both be fucking up the pronunciation. Lots of mispronunciations coming in. Hot.
0: Uh, if you're a, if you're a longtime fan, you should be used to the mispronunciations.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um I this time will be offending people from a different part of the world than usual. Uh usually uh, it's Russia and so uh and just that, when we uh, got
0: our excuse to make Russians feel <laughs> bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think last time I made a pretty glib joke about Russia invading Ukraine and now I'm eating my words. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah
0: they've been kind of invading Ukraine for like seven or eight years. And now they're just really invading Ukraine. I did see, I did see
1: Putin's speech where he was like, "Mm, blame Byron Graham.
2: (laughs) I listened to the revisionists. I I hope you guys get a bump from that. Truly (laughs) like
0: the, the situation between Russian, between Russia and Ukraine, like went from about seven years of it's complicated to Full on invasion on their Facebook page. Oh, I, I didn't realize. It, I didn't Facebook realize that was a chip option.
1: <laughs> what? I mean, what would that imply? Well, like, what sort of, what sort you know, of, like, from, it's complicated
2: to full on ground war. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when my ex and I went full on ground war. It wasn't long before we, but the sex was hot. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: Listen. Oh, I'm sure there's some perv out there cranking out Putin on (laughs) Zelensky. Oh, my God. Archive of our own. There's got to be a
0: Putinist ex-Zelensky, ex-reader.
1: And look, look, listeners, obviously, all joking aside, all of our thoughts and sympathies are with the people of Ukraine going through this. Yes, we're very... And um, Bro, McQueen, yes, but also like the um the amount of not just like legitimate recognition Zelensky gets on Twitter for the good things he does, but the horny tweets I've seen yeah. specifically about him have been fucking wild. It's it's so weird that like we've just decided since the pandemic hit that our response to just Someone being like, co- not just competent, but like exceeding expectations is that we're gonna be just like upfront, publicly horny for them. It's it's absolutely f- wild. Um, so that's there was Cuomo, there was Fauci.
2: Yep, this this guy might deserve it the most and so like he's actually a that's handsome true. guy and he's being pretty brave, but uh, yeah, this guy's going to get milkshake tucked, I'm sure of it.
0: No. I, yeah. I will I say mean, this about Zelensky, the most, uh, in take every time I see his name spelled correctly, I still
2: think it's a typo for a minute. <laughs> 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 uh, it's like K I Y that doesn't happen in nature. That, that, <laughs>
0: that double Y at the end is like my friend. <laughs> Why is that <laughs> too? <laughs> this is the ha- platypus of spelling names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh shit. Well, uh this episode we're discussing Natwarlal, uh which is the pronunciation I've been going with in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh Byron, you're doing the actual history. Yeah. And uh, I've been working with Natwarlal. That also works.
2: I don't know. Uh I did. Uh, I watched a couple of YouTube videos to try and uh, help help me out, and the results were inconclusive. Because <laughs> uh, the guy who made the video was South African, and that is yeah, that's not the right part a of the world. Very word. weird and tricky accent where it's yeah. like Australian but evil. Yeah. Is yeah. The- yeah. <laughs> is the- <laughs> african's accent uh, oh
1: oh honey i have some bad news about australia yeah <laughs> no like, no i get it no it's <laughs> like
0: having a I korean mean, person then asking like a chilean person how to pronounce it it's like yeah, neither it's, of them are american or english but they're still both not right <laughs> no this
2: uh, this guy made uh he made the video i watched so i'm gonna go with his okay pronunciation Hopefully, he's not some sort of apartheid monster. I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just Vladimir you're like a white South African of a certain age. You're like, how involved were you? But well, you were alive in the fucking 90s. What's up? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, what your hey,
0: Charl- Charlize, they're on. You have some uh, questions to answer, I think. Yes, yeah, so explain it. I mean, yeah. I think she got out of
2: there by the time. But yeah, you never know. Elon Musk. Yeah. Well,
0: well, he has a lot more questions.
2: I mean, he has so much yeah.
1: to do. Uh, anyway, Char lies. Char lies. Char lies. <laughs> I, I spelled those differently. They, they just came out fucking stupid as hell. <laughs>
2: uh, I just meant the accent sounded Australian, but evil. But
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, anyway. Back to the subject at hand, Natwarlal, mm-hmm. uh, born Mithilesh Kumar Srivastava in 1912 in the village of Bangra, which is located in the Bihar province near the board, India's border with Nepal. Uh, he's known as the King of Khans. Mm. I went from the, the Ace <laughs> of Spies to the King of Khans. And of course, the King of Queens. Um. Yes. <laughs> King of Queens, one of his greatest cons. He <laughs> that on the American viewing public for 13 seasons. Did and it Kevin last James that long? The whole time.
0: Oh, Good. probably.
2: Kevin James, not real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the the crimes of uh, Natwala were so grandiose, so spectacular that the name Natwarlal has become a sort of shorthand for con men like Kleenex is to tissue, Mm -hmm. Natwarlal is to con men or like if you you pull a swindle you're like you just did a sickness warlall, bro Uh, (laughs) when you pull a swindle (laughs) he uh he boozled a lot of bam and flimmed a lot of flam I I love that (laughs) and I had to say it um So, with uh, as with a lot of uh, confidence men, there's a murky historical record here. We don't know much about his childhood. We do know that his father was a railway station master in Bangra, and uh, that's how he got a lot of his insider knowledge of uh, the railway industry, which he would go on to rob a lot. But we don't know <laughs> what made him choo choo choose a life of crime. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm I think that's it with the puns. That's the last one. I think.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I that's mean, what
1: we can't yeah. guarantee that, listeners.
2: He checked a lot, Let's, Let's. Yeah, he a lot of
1: cannery. Let's. he
2: chinned a lot of cannery. So uh, his first uh, his first crime, his first act of financial malfeasance occurred early on in his uh, hometown. His neighbor asked him to deposit a couple of banknotes into the local bank for him. This is a give uh, Yeah. Yeah, lazy. And then he realized that he, uh, the, the neighbor's name, by the way, Sahai. Mithilash realized he could easily forge his neighbor Sahai's signature because at the time, the way your hand squiggles went was legally binding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in many, in many ways, it still is. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, now we got pins and we got... Uh, Fingerprints, we got sure. we got crypt- stamps, crypto
0: wallets, crypto wallets. <laughs> yeah, we, <did. laughs>
2: we got NFTs. We got apes smoking doobies. Uh, all a lot more legit than your hand squiggles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you have to enter a number, and then and then whoever enters the number owns it forever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with this with his forgeries, he was able to embezzle thousands and thousands of rupees before Sahai got wise uh and Mithilesh absconded to Calcutta before his neighbor realized all his accounts were overdrawn that was his first crime the first evasion of crime uh because one of the other things aside from his big uh his big hits of selling the Taj Mahal three times he escaped from jail nine times Duh. Uh he was sentenced to collectively 113 years for his crimes over the, over his life, and he intermittently only ever served 20 of those years. <laughs> he lived most of his life on the lam,
0: which is not an insignificant uh, number of years.
2: It's I mean he did some time. He did yeah, do some yeah. time, but like he didn't do 20 consecutive years. It'd be like five here, four there,
1: mm-hmm. one here,
2: sure. uh, and punctuated by lots of daring escapes. Uh, one time, he had a visitor smuggle in a policeman's uniform. Mm-hmm. He put it on and then bribed one of the other police officers to let him out. Walked out the front, you know, the front gate of the jail, and then the officer he bribed opened up a suitcase full of newspaper clippings. So the old classic
1: switcheroo. <laughs> there was no money in that rock. <laughs> oh, I, I I, for, I thought that was just like. Was it like confetti to celebrate at the end? No, no. He, has, he was I, like, I, I gave him a bribe I, instead of the guy. money. Yeah. yeah. You're like,
2: okay, I, I, I didn't uh, set that up well enough. The classic, no, you put a here. bill
0: on the top and the bottom of some cutout yeah, newspaper, yeah. and it's like, I don't hmm. even know
2: if he bothered with that. It was just a suitcase full of paper clippings. Cause yeah, it was. You take a bribe, you don't, you know, you're at work, you may a not classic, a bribe, right?
0: uh, the Big Lebowski switcheroo.
2: Mm. Yeah, the dirty undies. Yeah. It's similar, similar in spirit
1: <laughs> God, could you imagine opening a briefcase you think is full of bride money and instead it's like a bunch of like cut out cathies just staring I'd back. Say, back is what I
0: would say. I mean, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: um, so okay, so he, he robs his neighbor, he moves to Calcutta. Uh and at the time he's still going by Mithilesh. Uh so he gets a bachelor's degree tries to start a business in the cloth industry, tries to work as a stockbroker, not having much success, so he returns to uh, crime. Uh, before he, his first arrest, his schemes are not very sophisticated. One of them's pretty, honestly, very creepy. He, uh, they were perpetrated against sex workers also, possibly his least deserving target. Like the you know, yeah, European tourists, bankers, industrialists. Go ahead, rob them blind. Not an honest woman trying to get out there and make a buck. Don't do that. Yeah, uh, especially this is he would hire a, a prostitute, put some sort of knockout drug in their drink. Oh no, and then rob them of their jewelry and cash while they were unconscious. Ugh. Uh, like this is also one of like one of his only crimes. That's like. That's, that's an assault brother. That's, yeah. uh, yeah. Cause his other crimes are all non-violent. Like it's all just like, I tricked you into giving me money.
1: Yeah. Like, but
2: yeah, it's stealing a, from an unconscious sex worker. Not cool, bro. It's like, yeah.
0: uh, genuinely, you know, uh, someone who was 14 when, when GTA three came out and was like, <laughs> Hey, you know what's hilarious? Stealing from sex workers hasn't aged (laughs) as well. Has it
2: (laughs) has not aged as well. Uh, (laughs) I think you still can in five. I wonder if they'll in, in if, if GTA six ever comes out, if they'll revise it, it almost seems like they'd have to right? Well,
0: they make a 900 billion or $900 million a year off of GTA online Online. still. So they might just be like, fuck it. it. I make another one. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah,
0: that's unrelated.
1: But. Um, He was first
2: arrested in 1937 for stealing nine tons of iron. They don't have a lot of information about that. So I don't know how he heard about this iron, how st- that's seems- <laughs> what what his
1: plans were for the iron. Yeah,
2: that's a really nine tons. That's, that's a lot of sumbersome. iron. He was briefly just, uh, a Spider-Man villain. you can't just pickpocket that yeah Uh,
0: he became the uh, sandman for about a week
2: (laughs) i was gonna go with magneto but yeah magneto was never a spider-man villain uh anyway he he decides to level up his crime game after uh he gets caught he gets arrested serves serves a short sentence and decides to get more sophisticated with his methods and he uh First, he starts out by stringing together a series of smaller railroad cargo heists. Mm-hmm. So using his uh, knowledge that he gained from his father, his business degree, and his general uh, facility with forgery, he's able to uh, falsify release orders and promissory notes for various goods and services on the railway. Well, I don't know. I got way too detailed about these. <laughs> <stuff>. um, <laughs> And then he would be able to, so he would falsify the documents. He would say like, "Hey, I'm going to pay you for this," and then he would never pay. Yeah, he would take off with the goods before uh, anybody got got wind of what he was up to. And he repeated these tactics dozens of times, uh, and he mostly didn't get caught. and And this was through to the 1940s. And in the 1940s, uh, World War II, obviously, India suffered a. Uh, shortages on a number of important goods mm-hmm. namely textiles and so in this uh, time of national need neethilesh who was uh, still going by that name at the time saw opportunity so he hatched his new uh, new scheme with a, a crime partner named Natwarlal, the plot thickens and uh again using his railway and forgery skills he uh swindled textile merchants out of their, you know, basically the same version of the comedy he was running before, but on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. And he would, uh, you know, so he defrauded merchants and manufacturers of thousands and thousands of rupees, uh, selling them cotton that essentially didn't exist.
0: Oh, uh, mm-hmm.
2: uh, but there was, you know, he would don various disguises, pretend to be different people have notes from
1: uh, bank
2: officials, railroad
1: officials. I don't know why. I thought you were going to say his mom. For for a his second. mom. The, That's his how he got out of class. Doctor, That's way back in the his day. His orthodontist. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the
2: the police did eventually. Uh, you know, th- these crimes were reported and investigated. The police did eventually apprehend Mithalish. But they confused him with his partner, Natuarlal, who was wanted for a less severe charge. And thereafter, he went by the name Natuarlal.
1: <laughs> he it was his nom de crime. Just on the theory that, like, he gets into less shit than I do, so maybe. <laughs> so you know, Natuarlal's a
2: good guy. I think it'd be a good influence for me to take this fake name. <laughs> no, he
1: was just, he, he was
2: wanted for a less serious crime, so yeah. he was like, Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm a (laughs) and based on the rules of hand scribbles. I'm (laughs) it's very much like like a a hand scribbles, more
0: of a scamp than a criminal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Most of this, like, like I said, stealing from bankers and merchants doesn't, I don't lose sleep over that. That's, this is all harmless stuff. Um, He was also, he was celebrated as sort of a Robin hood figure in uh, particularly in his region in his hometown of bangra would ha- you know which of course some-
1: listeners a robin hood figure is a sexy fox yes yeah <laughs> just a disconcertingly no. hot fox oh not me baby very oh. concerted <laughs> <laughs> um
2: oh yeah he so he assumed a, a lavish lifestyle he, his cons start getting more elaborate he impersonates uh, and forges the signature of Indian present President Rajendra Prasad. Oh, that's a fucking,
1: that's a jump. There's
2: <laughs> a big jump. Yeah, I, uh, that's a, like, it starts to get kind of like, there's a lot of detail about his, like almost granular detail about his earlier crimes. And they're like, oh, then he totally sold the Taj Mahal three times. <laughs> but like, they don't <laughs> or how it happened. They just say that, you know, a wealthy European tourist was seeing the Taj Mahal. And he was like, hey, man, you want to fucking buy that? <laughs> <laughs> you can. There is- and I get why it didn't get reported, because... How dumb do you look? Of and course. Like, yeah, this guy convinced me I could buy
0: it. Yeah, you'd you look like a fool. And I part of me misses the time um, in human history when, mm. like, and this happened in America too for sure. Like, where um, you could just be like, "I'll bet I could forge the president's signature," <laughs> and you could just do it. Like, like it could just happen. Like nowadays, it's you can't really do that. Like you'd get called out immediately. There was a time, not even that long ago, pretty recently in human history, where if you were like, I'll bet I could forge the president's signature. You're probably right.
2: <laughs> you get My I mean, parents I, were alive yeah, when he did that. When he forged the president's signature and got someone to give him money, he was alive. My parents were alive. People
1: believed this. Also, yeah. like, you'd get called out. <laughs> like No, you'd get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> someone <laughs> would just be like, hey. Do better. <laughs> Try start off. <Hey>, right.
0: <laughs> like I could probably walk up in the nineteen <clears> twenties <throat> to the right person at a military base and be like, "Calvin Coolidge sent me," and they'd believe it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can't do that anymore. Well, yeah, because Calvin Coolidge has been dead for a good long, about 100 yeah, years. No, to be fair, Americans no, have he's a saying, in the 20s. History. He could have. <laughs> uh, I, I suppose it? you Cal- could Cal- do like a time 20? machine thing.
0: <laughs> but I'll, I'll, bet there's, can- I'll bet there's a lot of people who are station guards at uh, military bases who, if I said Calvin Coolidge sent me, they would be like, I guess that's a person who exists and is currently in power.
1: <laughs> like, oh I've heard of, I've heard of that guy yeah and and then you could walk into a sex dungeon and be like Warren Harding sent me and they'd be like oh yeah come on in <laughs> one of our horniest Warren presidents. Harding never left <laughs>
2: <laughs> his portraits on the wall like The Shining
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um oh in addition to uh, selling the taj mahal which again i could not i really wanted that's the, the lead here right mm-hmm. that's what you want the detail, the juicy deets didn't have that um he did also manage to sell the red fort of delhi and the uh indian parliament the rashtrapi bhavan which is the indian parliament building which he sold mps included <laughs> she, ooh, an unwitting European tourist. Um, like I said, he escaped from prison nine times. Uh, um, he was he's a, a celebrated as a as a Robin Hood figure in uh, Bangra, where he would hand he would make like annual visits and give out rupees to poor families. Uh, which also this just makes me think of Legend of Zelda every time I say rupee. Uh, <laughs> His last escape uh, was in 1996, Pretty recent. which is speculated it could be the, the year of his death. He was 84 years old and he was bound to a wheelchair at the time. And he was in a prison transport to a medical facility because in jail, he was acting more infirm than he actually was his mm-hmm. final con.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and yeah, he just wheeled his ass to freedom. age 84 and uh his brother said that he died in 1996 and like signed a death certificate and everything Mm -hmm. Uh, but then reports have surfaced that he actually died in 2009 at the age of 97 and yeah free for his his golden years Uh, so (laughs) there's even even in his death he's still doing cons (laughs) <laughs> uh, they made a movie based on a, a Bollywood film based on his life called Mr. Natwarlal And that came out in 1979. So it's very possible that this dude watched a movie about himself.
1: Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so wild.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Mr. Natwarlal is, I didn't have time to watch it much to my chagrin available on YouTube. So oh, yeah. I- Hell yeah. I, it's, it's two and a half hours long. So it's an epic. And it didn't even cover uh, his whole life. It's Bollywood, so I assume 90 minutes of that is songs. Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Um but yeah, Nutwater Law. What a life. Huh? The music uh, man of India. The king of cons. <laughs> that's the that's the apparently real version of the story, the, the frustratingly detailed light version of the story. If any of your listeners know the like how the Taj Mahal selling con went down, tell Brian and Zach and they'll tell me
1: because I want to know. Yeah, it's so like I was trying to track it down because I was like, oh, this could be great, great fodder. And it's just like, it's just like, yeah, it's he like, sold the Taj Mahal. And it's just like, there's
2: very little record about him because it's, it was all like, Listicles on the top five cons of all time. Yeah. Or India Times, like, is Natwarlaw really dead? We'll never tell. <laughs> yeah, it was never like...
1: <laughs> of course written by Tom Riddle or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh people don't know this. India Times run entirely by leprechauns. I don't know how they got <laughs> Uh, run by Britney movie Murphy from that one movie where she'll never tell. Uh, deep cut. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? I don't know. There's, there's. This is, this is should be cut from the podcast. <laughs> uh, I recently rewatch I uh, re-watch, I recently watched that sad documentary about Britney Murphy, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of this movie that came out. Where in the trailer she's like,
0: "I'll never tell,"
2: and even though I never saw the film. I'd been haunted by that uh, that clip, and then they used that clip in the documentary. Like, who killed Brittany Murphy? It was like out of context as a like Dateline NBC style stinger, yeah. uh, like as as a way to like build chilling atmosphere for this document. It was very, it was not tasteful at all. I don't think I did a good job explaining that. Don't watch the documentary. It's trash. It's on HBO Max. But I was unaware there was
0: a new Brittany Murphy documentary, to be honest. Uh,
2: uh, there is. Yeah. She, and then people don't really know how uh, she died. And then her boyfriend died of the same thing. Seems mysterious. Maybe you guys can. Maybe when, you know, in 2039, you can do the Brittany <laughs> Murphy episode. <Yeah. laughs> when enough
0: time has passed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, what, how long does, some, how long ago does something I think by this, yeah. me,
0: by this reckoning, did, uh, did Netherwall die more recently than Brittany Murphy? Not where long. He did.
2: Yeah. He did, but he was born in 19, like 1912 definitely counts, but died in 2009. Oh. That's, I mean, I was... Basically, the same person already in yeah, 2009.
0: He might have seen Heath Ledger as the Joker in cinemas.
1: <laughs>
2: that might have been the last movies. We don't know. <laughs> he thought he probably watched Obama get inaugurated. <laughs> he watched The Dark
0: Knight and was like, These schemes are outlandish. They wouldn't work in real life. <laughs>
2: It's like, this is no selling the Taj Mahal, let me tell you. In my day, all you needed was a smile and the right hand squiggles. And you were in like Flint, baby.
1: And they were like, sir, please stop talking at the theater. <laughs> the Brittany Murphy movie is Don't Say a Word, I believe. Yes. With and, Michael and Douglas. A, like,
2: it uses clips of from her career to like punctuate the mystery of the documentary. And it's gross. Yeah, It's a weird technique that I don't like. Uh, was anyway. her
0: saying rolling with the homies from Clueless?
2: No, but there are like, there are clips <laughs> from Clueless where she's like, I'm just a normal girl. And then be like, Brittany Murphy, it's just a normal girl.
1: Oh, so <laughs> very, very VH1 style. Ben. It's really. It's, Behind the music. Yeah.
2: But like I was watching uh, the worst roommate ever thing. And I realized these, these crime like the production value is just slightly better. They're not.
1: Yeah. It's still the same trash that it's been since, like, the late 80s. Yeah. I, this is still, like, 20, you know, I don't know. I I haven't watched Worst Roommate Ever, but we saw it come, come up on Netflix uh, just because we've been binging Happy Endings. Um, and it's just, it's very weird for me to, for a show about, like, some murderers to have a title like worst roommate ever what is <laughs> worst yeah, what roommate is a-
0: ever i i for a, for a second i was like maybe you're talking about worst person in the world the foreign
2: film but i don't
1: that know that is very very good <laughs> yeah
2: it is very uh, good. i like that too. no the uh, worst roommate ever is it's like it is it is an oddly sitcomy name for like she murdered nine people and buried them in the garden. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, originally it was called don't trust the Bee in apartment 23. Okay.
2: <laughs> that is at least, most
1: at least murdery a- roommate was
2: already taken.
0: It's a, it's a moderately bad roommate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know about worst,
0: but moderately bad.
1: Uh, but Byron, thank you.
2: Oh, thank you guys. I, uh, Wish that I'd I'd had a more coherent narrative to put put together, but it was very scattered. I I think
0: to be fully transparent, um, I've heard about this guy a little bit on like podcasts about Connors and stuff. And I I did, I was aware like the timeline is not as clear as it is with like someone like Vister Lustig, but I also wanted to include the fact that, you know, sometimes this can be a little bit of a Western centric show. And I think it's important to include uh, the fact that there are very skilled, you know, and very important people from, you know, other cultures, even if the record keeping can be a little bit more difficult. And that was less on Byron and more on the fact that like we wanted to include the story and the records are not as, as clear overall.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'd like, spoke hindi and was willing to like go you know sure. yeah. go to yeah but yeah i don't uh there well, yeah there was there's a real dearth of information about it, but it's it's too bad because it's a very fascinating guy and mm-hmm. i'm sure the movie embellishes a lot because it's a movie but i'd be curious to see how some of this he seems to be
0: like a folk hero in india still to this day
2: yeah mm-hmm. there's a statue of him in bangra yeah but I like again I uh, I just heard I couldn't find an image of the statue I wanted to see it couldn't find it
1: I think it's just made out of catalytic converters that have been taken out of people's cars <laughs> just for <laughs> that's what the nine tons fitting. of iron were for Yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but I mean look I, I like nothing personal uh but if if you think Nat Worlaw uh died in 1996 or even two thousand nine, uh, you are a full fool and a dollard. Uh, I combine those <laughs> words, uh, adult. Even again, uh, no offense. Um, and he, of course, being the king of cons, uh, faked his death uh, by he built a uh, paper mache uh, man and just filled it full of just whatever he get his hands on. So mostly like pork. And then uh, faked his death by pushing it into a wood chipper, Um, so he probably didn't even need the paper mache at that point. Actually, Um, yeah, you could just
2: put the meat straight in the chipper.
1: No, results the
2: the same.
0: Yeah, like you just position the wood chipper right and say, "Hey." I'm uh Narwhal-ol. And then you <laughs> just duck down. You duck down. And then a second later, you have the pork shoot out the other side. <laughs> no one. <ending> the-
1: <laughs>
2: I got it. Th- the first few times I tried to Google him, I got, did you mean
1: narwhal? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs>
2: Damn your ethnocentricity Google.
1: Um, And I mean, he faked his death. Because, like, I mean, why does anyone fake their death? They want to hit the road. They want to. They want to pretend to be dead. Usually, (laughs) yeah, they they, they, they pretend (laughs) to
2: be dead, but they want to still be alive. Actually, yes.
1: Like,
0: if I were to fake my death, my main motivation would be like, oh, I want people to think I'm dead, but I want to still be alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I want, I want the Best Buy Geek Squad to stop calling me. And I just I don't know how else to do it, um, so he he hit the road. Um, he felt he had like lost the true, the spirit of being a con artist. Like that, you know, it, it it had lost its soul for him, and he kind of needed to to reconnect with with it. Um, and so out on the road, he met sort of a uh, a very precocious. Uh, but very buttoned up young teenager named Rahul Mandal, Um, and you know, he, he, he knew he was very, Rahul had like the intellectual side. Like he liked planning cons and writing things in his little diary that he kept, but he, he just needed to come out of his shell, uh, to really, you know, become the, the con artist he, that Natwarlal saw in him. Um. So they, they sort of got together and started hanging out and uh sort of took him under his wing and they pulled some classic heights um, that sort of both served to get Rahul sort of open up a little bit, get some experience and to sort of reconnect what Nat Warlal to like what he really loved about conning. Um, so like they, they hustled, they hustled, cricket matches, um, they, um, did three card Monty, um, trying to think of like classic, like Indian cons. They, uh, they, they, they inspired Wes Anderson, uh, is the thing that was (laughs) perhaps the greatest con they ever pulled, um. (laughs) They told Wes Anderson that he had
2: business making a film about this culture. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> and of course, I don't know the how classic, much of it- uh, yeah, the classic Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I don't know how much of its budget Darjeeling Limited made back. Um, I'm sure it made some profit for them at least, but it was less than expected. Um, and so they, you know, they formed this kind of almost like innocent partnership now they did steal again just tons and tons of iron uh but you know that that was more just out of habit at that point um and of course he's a
2: hemophiliac what's he supposed to
1: yeah do? exactly <laughs> of course the royal disease um man, ladies if you can or gentlemen anyone if you can get yourself a partner who is both hemophiliac and has gout? You have got just royalty on your hands right there. <laughs> um, but anyway, Nawarlal was getting tired. He was at this point in his late 90s. Um, and he didn't really have the heart to tell Rahul that he felt like his time was sort of coming up. Um, and Rahul at the same time wanted to show his appreciation uh for Natwarlal by giving him a perfect a perfect night. So he uh he stole a bunch of food, a, a feast fit for a king. And uh as they ate and talked and joked, uh Natwarlal just suddenly mentioned that he couldn't imagine a more perfect last night. Um and it turns out that he had swallowed like um a bunch of pills and Or that's what he told Rahul, spoiler alert. Um, And Rahul's crushed, but ends up taking the loss well. Like the last we see Rahul, he's driving Natwarlal's car off a cliff uh, during his funeral. Um, But also, who's that standing on the hill uh, during Natwarlal's funeral? An old man with a glint in his eye? That's right. Oh. I don't know why I keep making sounds like that. Um, we uh, we next see that we all he,
0: he Huckleberry finned his own funeral.
1: Yep, he, he did. Tom so- No, that's Tom Sawyer. I is think that's both of them.
2: Own...
0: Did they, did they they didn't both do it.
2: I th- no Tom Sawyer. They both watch it, but Tom Sawyer's the one that they think is dead.
1: Oh, okay. Really? I thought I thought they thought they were both dead. Maybe I
2: remember like Tom Sawyer's Aunt Sally is like kind of a bitch, but then she's really sad that he's dead, and you're like, yeah, oh, I think you're Sally. probably
0: right. Huckleberry Finn had more serious adventures, and Tom Sawyer he was too busy around. saying
1: the n-word yeah. to go so, yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I googled who watched their own funeral, and surprisingly, not helpful. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, we next see Natwarlal uh, flying first class on a plane to Chicago. Because uh, it turns out his relationship with Rahul had reconnected him with sort of the spark that had been missing, and he just wanted a- another change of scenery. And there he takes a, uh, a couple young ne'er-do-wells under his wing, and he shows them how to be better thieves and con artists, and uh, they call themselves the Wet Bandits. Uh, after their favorite type Mm. of dream. Um, and as they were trying to, uh, break into a house in a posh area, uh, to try to like, you know, it was their last training session.
0: Somewhere around Evanston, maybe.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Nat Rolol was electrocuted to death by a juvenile offender, uh, named Kenneth McAllister and, uh, the wet bandits swore revenge and Kenneth McAllister. Still at large, and inspired the character of Kevin McAllister for legal purposes. Uh, not, they couldn't use his real name, basically. And okay. uh,
0: I wonder if Home Alone is the most referenced movie in our alternate
1: histories. It absolutely has to be.
2: I'm Did that start out as as a bit of Harold and Maude. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which <laughs> it was like
2: Harold and Maude, Fargo. Yep. home alone
1: what did i miss
2: <laughs> i i the got a coen brothers reference and then we've got a trifecta because we did yeah. big lebowski earlier uh
1: of course and then uh everyone said burn after reading um i was gonna say your story really had that barton fink feeling yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course uh a serious man barton fink
0: feeling in the way that you like started out wanting to do real art and then were broken down <laughs>
2: by the Perfect. studio system you meet you meet your idol and he turns out to be a drunken hack whose wife's doing his work for him
1: yep yeah <laughs> uh, um and now i just want to watch miller's crossing uh, which is kind of what's a- the rumpus <laughs>
2: Man, those are good. Did you know that they made they wrote Barton? They were trying to write Miller's Crossing and they got writer's block. So they wrote Barton did, Fink yeah. as, just to like really I did not hear the cobwebs. Yeah. Like what a great like that might be the greatest distraction in cinema history. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Barton Fink. What I think Barton Fink
0: might be their best film potentially. Uh, it's up there, but
1: it's definitely top five for me. Yeah. Did that I'm trying to remember, did like when did when did Raising Arizona come out? Was it before, before Miller's?
0: Yeah. Cr-
2: 88, it was, maybe? It was before.
1: It was, it's Blood Simple, 84. And then
2: I think Raising Arizona is like 87 or 88.
1: Yeah. And then, and then Miller's Crossing? Um,
0: Miller's Crossing like I, I, 92. I think, Miller's Crossing okay, like so like 90, 90 or 92. 92
1: 93. Yeah. Okay. But like, what a fucking stretch of films also. Yeah. Like Jesus.
0: They're good Um, at making movies. The Tragedy of Macbeth, also very good.
2: Awesome. So good. Um, Like The first thing I use my Apple Plus subscription
1: for. I got Apple Plus specifically for Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, We went to watch
0: it on the big screen, and it was worth it. It's a very pretty movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, that is the alternate history of Nat Warlaw. And yes, Zach, I believe you're right. Home Alone has to be the most... frequently referenced movie i i can't think of another that really repeats because mostly i think we try not to repeat them too much uh, other than the fucking home comes alone. up all the time all it's the time. very useful <laughs> surprisingly uh, there's a lot of historical applications for home alone
2: yeah i know i brought up brigadoon twice which mm-hmm. is funny because i've never seen it yeah that's a brigadon really story that. yeah that's a oh, I've no-no. never
0: seen Brigadine, but I'm familiar with the concept as a mythical like a
2: yeah, a fictional town that only appears every yeah. couple of years. And that's the that's the, generally the gist of what I bring it up, but I should probably see that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's
1: <laughs> right after Mr. Natwarlal uh, that's on my queue. I've actually never seen Harold and Maud, also, to full disclosure. Oh. I I feel like I'm at this point, I'm far too old to watch it. Like that. it is be- I well, think it's you're, better. Well, you're
0: older age. than Harold, but you're younger than Maud.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'll watch it like when I'm starting to hit my like 70s or 80s. If
2: you want to sing out, sing out. Mm-hmm. If you want to be free,
0: be free. <laughs> if you want to be you, be you. There's a million ways to be.
2: There's <laughs> a Cat Stevens song, and then Cat Stevens does like a very Simon and Garfunkel in the graduate type mm-hmm. soundtrack for the whole movie.
1: I knew that. I knew that much. I, I'm, I'm a Cat Stevens fan. Um, because of course, fucking look at me. Um, yeah. well,
0: so, it's a good movie. I think it's still worth seeing, uh, mm-hmm. at an older age. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 it's a young depressed American boy. And then an older woman who is also implied to like have a zest for life in part because she saw the horrors of Nazi Germany and is like, mm. I don't take shit for granted anymore. And I think there's relevance
1: still in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um. Mm. Sorry. Totally. I had something to add to that and totally lost it. So anyway, Uh, Listeners, before we move on to judgment, I just want to say, hey, send us your letters, your questions, your comments, your slash fiction, your trash fiction, your crash fiction, which is when you totally just recite the plot of the movie Crash. Um, You could do that at revisionistpodcast.com. Just click on the contact form or uh, through our Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Just search revisionistpodcast.com. Uh, revision pod on Twitter and yeah, reach out and the, you can also support the podcast on Patreon, uh, which is always incredibly appreciated. Uh, There's a lot more worthy causes you can give your money to Um, uh, like, obviously, um, because I, I mean, I really wish we were plugging the Patreon at a time when the world was not we haven't on done fire. that
0: for four years. This yeah. podcast has been going yeah. on for a long time, and mm-hmm. it's been at least three years when we have like been in a position to be like, Hey, give to our Patreon, but, but. Also. <laughs> actually, it's been longer than that. Like, we did it's this been in the long. Obama era, and that mm-hmm. was about the last time that we were like morally able to be like, Hey, give to our Patreon,
1: support <laughs> the, yeah. the arts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just gotten worse. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Byron, did you have anything you wanted to plug?
2: I don't have a ton. If you want to see me at Chicago land open mics, I am just now dipping my toes back in after a long hiatus away.
1: Because uh, of the aforementioned years of aforementioned shit going on. All sorts of bad stuff. Goddamn. I, I, I like I
2: moved right in the middle where it's like, I, I was, you know, after like, I was only doing comedy because I hosted open mics and I needed that money. So after I lost those weekly gigs, I was like. I was gonna take a long break and then yeah. it was Delta and then it was Omicron. And I then,
0: mean, it's been so insane. I should really like, track down some of your some of your some of those open mics and, and join you. It's been a while since I've done some. So
2: yeah. I don't know. Did you ever meet Anthony Siragius? I don't think I did. He's he's a Denver comic who's out here now. He hosts one. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to his mic and pester him to get up early. Mm. <laughs> like, how do you like it? how <laughs> <laughs> the tables have turned.
1: Um, he's a good lad. Uh, no, he's a nice
2: kid. Yeah, I just, it's it's been, it's been a hell of a year. <laughs>
1: hell
0: of a hell of a and or beginning years, of a decade. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's, so. the, that's the thing also, the last several years, when we've asked people what they want to plug, it's been like, oh, uh, things are bad. That's all.
2: Yeah, uh, I, listen, yeah, I listen to the Jordan episode and he's got like, oh, every podcast I'm yeah. on.
1: Yeah. On every
2: spare minute of my day is talking into a microphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I <laughs> admire the grind.
2: But yeah, I've, I've uh, it's like, let's see. I've got a screenplay I'll probably never finish. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a journal that if anybody found, they'd think
1: I was a madman. Uh. <laughs> it's just and the names man. of all the victims of Jack the Ripper over and over yeah. again. <laughs> Hopefully
2: some jokes that are, because like, that's, I don't know how to write one now. Yeah. Because like, I, there's too much time for doubt to creep in between thinking of it and writing it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I would always just write it at the mic and then try it and then I got a laugh. So I'm like, oh, I'm worthy and deserving of love. So I'll keep this joke. <laughs> now there's too much time, there's too much time to be like, nah, that's not funny anymore. Or like, oh, we live in a reality where this no longer applies.
1: See, I did the thing where by like for like years and years doing stand up, my daily practice was like writing five jokes a day. Um mm. And like, I kept that up for a lot of the pandemic until I'm like, well, I haven't been going out and using any of these. I've just been like edging myself for like a year of being like, oh, this is going to be so fucking funny when I get to tell it. And I'm just like, I can't fucking deal with confronting that. H- huge amount time of
2: day. That's pretty, that's really impressive. I mean, I fucking, I stopped <laughs> doing it. Yeah, that. but I mean, we- to have ever done that, impre- like even when I was hitting like several mics a night every night, I would I'd be doing the same shit over and over. It yeah. wasn't
1: like, uh, but uh, Zach, you you uh, co-host the Movie Trap podcast.
0: I do. It's a podcast about fucking movies. What do you know? It's not. A, it's not about uh, fucking
1: movies. It's not. It's not three dudes with their dicks stuck not in the Blu-ray. Yet.
0: Um, <laughs> and I would prefer a VHS. Three guys with
2: their dicks stuck in a reel. It's a real projector. Yeah.
0: If I'm going to fuck a movie, it's going to be VHS. Let's be real.
2: <laughs> okay, Scorsese. <laughs> um, the most fuckable format.
1: Yeah. It turns to it's a got got a little it's <laughs> great. The V stands um, for Vavavu.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's a movie podcast. We each challenge each other to a topic each of us picks a movie in that topic and at the end uh we pick the best uh that each of us provided so for example um we might uh, have one that's like best representation of your city and one of our cities is la one of them is chicago for me and one of them is new york and we pick our representative movies for our city And then at the end, we choose who gave the best movie, or it could be about documentaries. It could be about sports movies, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's basically a slightly gamified movie podcast. So there you go.
2: You did Hoop Dreams, all three Chicago movie, sports movie, documentary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Would you pick it? I would love to.
0: Actually, it's hilarious the idea of. Presenting the same movie over and over again for different (laughs) categories—that had never occurred to me that that I could just constantly be like presenting the same movie over and over
2: again. I mean, I haven't seen it in years and years, but I remember Hoop Dreams being pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a three times. I feel like you see it once ten years ago, and that was it, and that's fine. But. Uh, weeks and weeks uh, over and over. I've never seen it, but I saw the
0: Mr. Show parody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think is your Chicago movie?
0: Uh, I actually went with a movie I'd never seen before. That was filming when I first moved here, just up the street from where I worked at the time, which was widows, the Steve McQueen. Mm. Movie. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a good Chicago. Movie. I like that movie. It is a good. I movie. liked it more the second time I watched it
1: too. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Listeners, as for me, again, t- give money to people who need it. Um, there's just a lot. There's too many to mention right now. Give blood also. I'll say that. How about that? Uh, open your veins. Give some blood. Um, and open your veins. Open your wallets. <laughs> <laughs> just open everything up. Um, just be a goaty of the heart. Um <laughs> I'm going to create space so I can cut that out. <laughs> uh, but that brings us to the judgment phase of the podcast, uh, which falls to Zach this time.
0: You know, uh, this is an interesting one because, uh, as we discussed in the episode, the actual um, story uh, is so. Some of the records are very sparse or contradictory or unclear or even if they are there, like they're not readily available on the internet yet or may never be. Um, so it does leave a lot of natural gaps is the thing with the story. So it makes sense. Yeah.
2: The real hide. version. You mean.
0: Yeah. The real version. Yeah. Um, there's so many natural gaps that like, just aren't covered by what we know about this guy's life. Um. So so the so so the filling, the cement filling of the uh, alternate is such a natural choice, I think, because it fills in these places we don't know inside of the real story. And so for that reason, I feel like you almost have to go with the uh, the alternate to like uh, fill in the blank spots in this story that may never be fully told, but hopefully we'll get a better picture of one day. And at that point, I, Reserve my right to change my mind.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, well, Byron, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Zach. Zach, thank you as always. Of course, uh, for everyone here at the Revisionists, almost made it the whole the whole first episode back after a month without fucking up the name of the podcast. Hey, uh, for everyone here at the Revisionists, there we go uh i'm brian flynn i'm zach powers have a good time tell you what zach why don't you start with the f- the ones for the fifth and then oh, we'll man. um just roll into the 19th that'll and that'll all just right. make it easier yes. to edit all right <clears throat>
0: Uh, <clears throat> March 5th 1770, the Boston Massacre: Five Americans, including Christmas addicts, are fatally shot by British troops. British loyalists dismissed the massacre, noting that it was deserved because addicts might have shoplifted, might have shoplifted a Snickers. These are not <laughs> going to go on the front anyway. It's fine if I misspeak. <clears throat>
1: Oh, God. I I, rem- I forgot you sent me these, and I forgot how fucking brutal some of them were.
0: <laughs> March fifth, sixteen sixteen, Copernicus's book on the revolution of heavenly spheres is added to the index of foreign books due to his absolutely obscene destrip- descriptions of Saturn's dump truck ass. <laughs> March 5th, 1933, the Nazi party receives 44% of the Reichstag election vote, which allows the Nazis to later establish a dictatorship. History, out of original ideas, is considering a remake of this event scheduled for 2024. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, March 5th, 1953, Joseph Stalin dies in in Moscow, after suffering a cerebral hemorrhage four days earlier, the only four days in his life when Stalin sat in his bed instead of on all of Russia.
1: <laughs> I remember, I remember two of mine, just offhand.: um, March 5th, 1770. The Boston massacre takes place when British troops fire onto a crowd of American protesters. Today, fuck. Killing five people. Uh, Today, that's called uh, the Boston Tuesday. There we go. Um, Fuck, I can't can't remember the year Stalin died offhand. 1953. Um, I have a
0: 53,
1: thank you. March 5th, 1953. Joseph Stalin dies. And uh, because of the internet... Whenever someone mentions the fact that he was a murderous autocrat, someone else also is legally required to mention that he was kind of hot at one point. March 19th, 1284. Wales is incorporated by England, who prize Wales abundant sources of coal, farmland, and consonants. Uh, March 19th, 1918. U.S. Congress establishes time zones to put a stop to the massive disruption caused by a synchronized nationwide 420 blaze-up. March 19th, 1831, the first documented bank heist in U.S. history is carried out in New York City Bank, causing the bank to rethink its open vault policy. One more. March 19, 1649, England's House of Commons passes a law abolishing the House of Lords, declaring it, quote, useless and dangerous to the people of England, but members of the House of Lords are in the middle of an eyes wide shut sex party, so they don't even really notice.
0: Uh, Okay. March 19th, 1649, the House of Commons of England passes an act abolishing the House of Lords, declaring it useless and dangerous to the people of England. Hundreds of years later, a similar vote with the same wording will drive James Corden to the U.S.,
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Uh March 19th, 1979. The United States House of Representatives begins broadcasting its day-to-day business via the cable station C-SPAN. Early seasons were relatively mundane, but recent seasons try to juice the ratings with increasingly outlandish casting choices like Marjorie Taylor Greene or event episodes like Attempted Insurrection. (laughs) March 19th, 1895. Uh, Augusta and Louis Lumiere record the first footage using their newly patented cinematography. Uh, Sorry. March 19th, 1895. August and Louis Lumiere record the first footage using their newly patented cinematograph. Disgruntled fans immediately reject it, calling on studios to release the Edison cut. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all? Yeah, that's
1: it. Oh, okay.